slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moment. I am Keith Skopinich, your gracious, adorable, beautiful-looking man host. <laughs> I am here with my co-hosts, Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Did I say wow, correctly? you, you got did it. it. You, get it. you did it right. Oh, wow. I did it. Finally. <laughs> you finally um, embraced your, your status as an Adonis, and, and that gave you the confidence to say her name correctly. <laughs> That's true. That's what it took. I am an Adonis. Um, On a purely audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> right? What do they say? Uh, uh, you have a face for radio? Yes. They, well, yes. they, they, say, they say it anymore. Does radio exist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, radio. I technically what we're doing is radio, but like, we you are know. are doing I, radio, so it definitely exists. We have faces for podcasting. Anyway, today we're going to talk about Army Hammer, and Andrew's going to take the lead on this one because he is a very special man to me who definitely has a soul. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That makes up for for last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Army Hammer grew up in a life of privilege, grandson of the oil tycoon Armand Hammer. Which <laughs> oh, God, the jokes write themselves. <laughs> they they really do. Also, apparently, I have to let me just get this out of the way. Army ha- Armand Hammer, the company, the baking soda, was around thirty years before him. And apparently he got the question so much, he tried to buy <laughs> the business. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly kind of respect it. <laughs> he also apparently um, killed a man in his house over a poker game who was also making advances on his wife. Um hmm. Which is something something to note. Um, there have there have been comments made about, and this is a fun one, generational trauma within the Hammer family, which I guess I guess excuses pretty much everything we're about to talk about. Um, <laughs> and you know, as as the panel's uh, resident um, gorgeous recipient of white privilege, uh, I did it is appropriate that I I be the one to discuss. <laughs> um no uh everything about this is gross um and just so you know um we won't be getting into anything too explicit in terms of the actual text messages or tweets or yada 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 um a lot some of the stuff that that is he is accused of is uh is pretty awful but you know we're gonna sort of take a look at what he did and who what what created this person to have really not his best moment um maybe we could give the audience a trigger warning saying there are going there's going to be some mention about rape in this episode and other there, things like that. Men, mention of it but no nothing nothing explicit um in fact we probably won't even touch that that part of it save that it's something he was accused of um, in addition to the cannibalism, um, anyways, so Mr. Mr. Army Hammer, uh, was born in 1986 in Santa Monica, California, scion of the, his words, 
half Jewish uh, Hammer Clan. That's how he describes himself uh, for, nice. for generations. That's how that's how they've done it. So that's that's fun. We'll need, <laughs> need to qualify it. Um, so it's like out of the gate, we're winning, right? And uh, the family moved around, lived in Dallas, and eventually, and this will come back later. Uh, they lived in the Cayman Islands for uh, about five years. Um, Army. Hammer went to a school founded by his father uh, in the Caymans. Um, and then this is where this is where I mean, this is this is a life of privilege that we were talking about. But the privilege really kind of starts to skyrocket a little bit when we move to Los Angeles. From there, he goes to high school in the Valley and drops out of high school uh, to pursue an acting career and ends up being allowed to take classes at UCLA. So this is my first question. Who the hell gets to take classes if they don't graduate from high school when they, you know, who gets to go to UCLA and do that? That's not really like a thing. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean? It is if you have generational wealth and as such generational trauma. (laughs) Apparently it gets you a few classes at UCLA. How else are you going to work through your generational trauma? (laughs) Unless you use use it. (laughs) (laughs) You get past your generational trauma by using your generational wealth to take classes at UCLA despite not having a high school diploma now and this is also you know one of the rare crossover type of moments but i i do wonder if he used that guy from the college admission scandal to be able to take classes <laughs> honestly can we just talk about the fact that he played the winklevoss twins in the social network he played oh. children of generational wealth in really? like one of his big breaks well and here's the thing really well yeah you know uh, yeah yeah yeah. i'll call it what it is like a good performance is a good performance you know yeah. what i mean kevin spacey is still a good actor sometimes uh, even though he's a monster uh you, you know what i mean but like it he he did it really well and i think it really kind of launched him the social network it yeah, was great I, though though i have to admit i am really glad that jesse eisenberg stole the idea for facebook from him i feel like that was good for me that was good for me was it good for you <laughs> <laughs> it was until he started fucking over his friends. Then it just became a bummer. I know, especially Andrew Garfield. Ooh, how can you say that to Andrew Garfield? How can you do that to him? That someone will never talk about on the show. He'll never have a burst moment. Never. He's just he's just so innocent and sweet and pure. We just love Spider-Man. It's gonna be a real bummer when the scandal about Andrew Garfield comes out. We won't do it on here. I won't emotionally make it. I don't know <laughs> that I have the fortitude to even read an article about the scandal about Andrew Garfield. We all have our limits, you know? Maybe the scandal comes out and it's like, Andrew Garfield really likes Hello Kitty. What is Hello Kitty? <laughs> it's like something so mundane and boring. <laughs> definitely don't start the hashtag andrew garfield scandal that's not that's not the point of this guy <laughs> that's not this episode <laughs> it's not not this episode not for not for a long shot guys not the hashtag andrew garfield scandal so he, he goes to he goes to college or he takes classes at ucla yeah he, he goes to, and then and then his his career does start to, like he gets roles on gossip girl you know what i mean um and he does say that his family disowned him uh, for the first time uh, when when he left to to pursue a creative and artistic career, which, you know, is that something you you say to press to build up, you know, legend or is it um, an incredibly cold family who uh, knows that they can support their son, whatever he does, but it's like, oh, no, you're not following in the footsteps of awful people. No, but it's very common in these like 
super wealthy families for there to be um, monetary manipulation. It's very common where you threaten to cut people off so that they go into the family business, they take over, they do these kinds of things. And besides, if he didn't become an artist, how would he ever work through his generational trauma again? (laughs) It was what he had to do. I mean, imagine being born, imagine being born with generational trauma and wealth. Like that's just, that's a heavy burden to bear. (laughs) I rolled my eyes. No one can see it, but I rolled my eyes. So so to be, his family has like, does definitely has a history of cutting off people. I think his great grandfather or his grandfather, I forget, but, um, he was going to, he passed away and in the will, they all found out that his son wasn't getting any of the wealth. It was his like nephew, like and wow. it was because his nephew was more masculine or something like that. Something, some ridiculous excuse. <laughs> so <laughs> it's happened in this family before. Wow. This is some knives out shit. It is. And I mean, it, it does, that does definitely feed into a legitimate sense of say with me now, generational drama. Um, <laughs> No, people get weird though when you start talking about wills and people get cut out of wills. It like break, it destroys families. Oh, absolutely, and that's why they say you should have an um, <clears throat> uh, uh, EOLP, an end of life plan. You know what I mean? And not not the not the person who's about to you know EOL, uh, but like the the survivors should you know be able to know and and talk about like what's going to happen. You know you you know if you are old or. You know, even if you're like middle aged and healthy, you should, you know, apart from having a will, you should. This is so not what we're talking about. Um, you should have, uh, you know, <laughs> tell somebody like what your what your intentions are. You know what I mean? Like this has been life live- lessons. With <laughs> also, uh, this episode is sponsored by uh, Liberty Mutual. <laughs> yeah. Liberty Mutual. Liberty Mutual. Liberty Mutual. For the record, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes scattered into the Pacific Ocean. That's what I want, guys. Okay? In terms of my wealth, that'll be a mystery that people will have to fight over for years. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew's end of life plan will say, pay my credit cards. Fun fact, you don't need an end of life plan for that. They come after the survivors anyways for that shit. So (laughs) too real. So, you know, in the in the 2010s, Army Hammer, right? Like he's, you know, before he kind of really gets famous, famous for doing the social network, he's done things here and there. He he showed up on Arrested Development, which I didn't know he was on that. Um, like, and you do, if you ever rewatch Arrested Development, you can pick out like, oh my God, that's, you know, Pam from The Office is an extra. You know, she is in one of the episodes. And like, there's a couple other, like Phyllis from The Office is an extra in it. There's a lot of office people in it, actually. And you, you, you know, you see people who you might not know, you know what I mean? Who, who wouldn't have been famous in the early 2000s, who then kind of became a little more famous. But, you know, in his profile build, he's got Gossip Girl where he plays, wait for it, a rich white dude. He's he's just got the bone structure for it. Apart from the generational trauma and the generational wealth, he has some serious generational cheekbones and the hair that he's yes. got that prep prep school boy hair. Well, and the self confidence because like he was playing. Uh, he had that. He lived in that that like that role zone of like twenty five to thirty five, where he could kind of do anything within there for i probably still could probably because he's, he only, is, tw- he's only 36 i was gonna say he is he is in fact still kind of in that range um and still like i saw there was a paparazzi picture of him from not for like a month ago and i was like you look 
you look pretty young. You look good, you know, for someone who's awful, uh, allegedly. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't, it's so funny because, like, he wasn't someone on your radar as, like, bad. You know what I mean? Um, there's some things that you can look back on. <laughs> he made one comment I, when they were doing um, The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp uh, that said that Johnny Depp was intimidated by him. I have a serious hard time believing that this is, which is not an endorsement of Johnny Depp. <laughs> what I mean, do you think, do you think Johnny, the Johnny Depp that we know now is really that afraid of army hammer? I'm going to go with no. Yeah. I think he's more afraid of Amber Tamblin than, than army hammer. Oh, we should do them. Anyways. <laughs> um, the, what, what gets us to, to the point of, of liftoff here is um, we get, to it's the pandemic it's 2020 and he's you know he's gonna divorce his wife in hollywood this is not uncommon um and uh wait really andrew i thought celebrity couples stayed together forever (laughs) okay so (laughs) i there are certain celebrity couples when they break up that i get really bummed out by you know what I mean? Because it's like I liked them together, and then you find out one and one of them is invariably just an asshole. It's usually the guy. Um, when Tom and Nicole broke up, no, I was gonna say I was really disappointed because we were t- doing "Don't Worry, Darling," and I was really disappointed about Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. That was one of mine. Like, whew. so that was that was trauma for me. Not generational, but just trauma. <laughs> It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a bummer. Also, also Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris, and then later on, you were like, oh, kind of like good for her. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, not to, I don't, I don't want to shit on Chris Pratt. I'm sure he's fine, but like, yeah, kind of good for her. I don't know. That's just where I land on that. So they can, so they do this thing, which definitely does not smell scandal, where they do the the joint instagram or separating statement where it's the same text you know on on instagram which is you know where you post things i'll be posting my end of life plan there later um (laughs) to memorialize it uh no pun intended um and the post is you know it's very sweet 13 years as best friends soulmates partners and then parents It has been an incredible journey but together we've decided to turn the page and move on from our marriage (laughs) Uh, this is right up there with conscious uncoupling as we enter into this next chapter our children and relationships as co-parents and dear friends will remain our priority this was written by a lawyer we understand this news lends itself to public dialogue i don't think it did but in the interest of our children and family we're asking for privacy compassion and love during this time Wow. And that's where it all starts to hit the fan, I feel like. It, it all goes like, downhill from there. <laughs> Little did we know what we would need to have compassion for, cannibalism. Um, it's just, just the pits. So, first of all, so sad for them. They'd been um, quarantining, this is 2020 after all, mid-2020, in the Cayman Islands, you know, um, where where you hide money um, or where I don't know. I don't hide money there, but where rich people hide, hide, hide their money. Um, and it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything, you know, it's standard divorce stuff for a minute. Like he, um, he goes on Kimmel and says that he's into renovating an old motel. Cause what else was he going to do during the pandemic? <laughs> I don't know. That's just something that you could do. I'm just doing some light remodeling for fun. 
<laughs> a motel in the desert. I can't, can't act. Get water I, have to, I have to work out my generational trauma by renovating the hotels in Palm Springs. <laughs> uh, and then um, in October of that year, he uh, requests joint custody because his wife has requested sole custody of his children. Suddenly, she doesn't feel so safe around him. Um, and as it turns out, he, Army Hammer, has allegedly been having affairs for quite some time. Um, and multiple girlfriends, specifically from June to October, with June was when he left the Cayman Islands, when he left his family uh, after the divorce. And then there's there's a lot of stuff about airports being closed and, you know, not being able to leave the country and this and that. And that's, yeah, it was difficult. But first of all, uh, airports didn't close. You could go places during covid i did i flew several times to california i had to wear a mask um the plane wasn't full the airport really wasn't full but like eh, you could you could go places it wasn't you know the lockdown wasn't like you know prison you 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 could do things i think and then in november uh hammer is supposed to return to the cayman islands um yeah to celebrate thanksgiving with his family and somehow doesn't make it because because the country is the cayman islands were closed and he couldn't get in and then on the first of january 2021 we're starting to cook with a little bit of gas army hammer tweets the following this isn't any type of trigger warning unless arrogance is something that triggers you (laughs) actually yes but say it anyway It's so ridiculous. 2021 is going to kneel down before me and kiss my feet because this year I'm the boss of my own year. 2020 was a cheap shot. No one was expecting. Now I know what we are up against and it's time to go to war. Know thy enemy, know thyself and exploit the differences. What (laughs) the fuck? I would like to unpack that. Probably. Would you? Yeah, for the rest of the episode, if we could. I was like, how, how much time do we have? Okay. Okay, so, so he's trying to get 2021 to kneel down before him to kiss his feet. I mean, that's very difficult to get a year to kiss your feet. I've never seen it done before. He'd get a son to kiss his feet because there is a video he posted to Instagram where his son is sucking his toes. That's a real thing. That's weird. No, yes. Does he want to bring the hammer down on 2020? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I couldn't stop myself. It was one of those things where you just have to say it. I just love that. I just love that. Like, because I don't understand what the enemy is here. Is is COVID the enemy? Because it doesn't seem like he devoted any time to uh, getting to know it and exploit the differences. I know who his enemy was. The airport in the Cayman Islands. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which is why which is why there are rumors about him selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands, because he was undercover trying to exploit. Um, Cayman Island International, I don't know what it's called, airport. Yeah, I've I've heard that those allegations weren't true, um, although there is a lot of L, uh, evidence of it. So there, I, yeah. I like to I like to believe it. I like to it, believe it. Not, <laughs> Seeing an actor fall from grace and sell timeshares sounds like a fun story to me. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I thought that kind of was the story. I thought, okay, you know, the guy, he sent some, some kind of shitty messages to people, um, got him canceled, got cut off. And now this is what he does. Silly me. I thought it was that innocuous until I did a deep dive and found out the tweet that I just read is the most innocuous 
quote of his that you're going to find in this whole hullabaloo, apart from really, well, well, he sent all, well, I'll get there when I get there. But uh, (laughs) it's just so, the, the, the arrogance of it really does kind of floor me a little bit. What does being the boss of your own, does that mean taking, I don't know, charge taking responsibility taking accountability what what does that what does that mean to you guys it's definitely not it's definitely not the accountability part i think no. we can cross that one right out no 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 unfortunately there was no generational accountability that was passed down either so it was just just the trauma <laughs> oh poor generational trauma <laughs> <laughs> no it's just the pits and then uh, t- 11 days after Mr. Hammer decides that he's going to be uh, the boss of his own year and make 2021 kiss his feet, it begins. An anonymous woman came forward again on Instagram, uh, which I guess is sort of like the truth sayer of our time, that uh, she had a four year long affair with Army Hammer and he sent her graphic and violent texts about cannibalism and fantasies um and wanting to this is a trigger warning wanting to drink her blood and um she she publishes them and 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 posts them on (laughs) on her instagram account again not going to read these um there is one exchange that is i think safe that i'll share and that is um at one point one of the women asks How drunk are you? And his reply is, on a scale of one to five, (laughs) 2.9. No, I mean, I love the creativity. Yeah. He's an artist. Can't you tell? I love that he I love that he set he set the limits. You know what I mean? It was his it was up to him to set to decide. When I read about him drinking blood, I couldn't help but be like, did you hate watch Twilight One too many times? I think (laughs) the answer is yes. Yeah, are you? Yeah. But, can you imagine? Do you think he auditioned for Twilight and was just like really pissed that he didn't get the part? I wouldn't rule it out. So, so there's a scene. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Community, um, but I love that show so much. And there's a scene where Dean Pelton, he's like watching something on the internet, and it shows you the screen, and it's like a man dressed up as a Dalmatian, like a really f- muscular man dressed up as a Dalmatian. And he says, "I hope this doesn't awaken in anything inside me." And that's what this reminds me of. It's like he was watching, he auditioned for Twilight and he's like, I hope this doesn't, I hope this doesn't awaken anything inside. I hope this doesn't change me. (laughs) You do, do you think that in his prep for the Twilight audition, he got so into character that that's what made him want to drink people's blood? Method actor. That's it. That's what he, yeah. Cause he had, before he hadn't really had to try that hard because he was just playing different versions of himself as a rich white man with generational wealth and generational trauma. Exactly. No um, method acting required. No, Isn't but that now what a vampire is. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> he does have like an interview with a vampire kind of vibe. A little Doesn't bit. he? <laughs> a little bit. Oh no! He was actually supposed to play Batman at one point, apparently, but that's neither here nor there. Oh well, now that that now see that is someone with legitimate generational trauma and generational <laughs> again a role that he only has to prep for half of. So the, so they so these texts I I was looking through them and they're just like by far some of the craziest things I've ever seen anyone text. They're more crazy than Adam Levine's text messages oh, about yes. women being yes. so hot. 
And those are crazy. <laughs> well, those were just silly, right? These it, are disturbing. Like, Adam Levine's texts read like, you know, what I imagine teenage DMs look like nowadays. Yes. Um, in my day, we had instant messenger. And, you know, <laughs> you could literally have the receipts because you could print out the conversation from your computer and bring it to school the next day. People did that. That's a thing people did. I did it once. Anyways, it's wow. not true. <laughs> Andrew, were you petty? No, I was just attacked a lot, and I had to, I had to, I had to prove it to people. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Sorry, this is about that. Andrew's childhood trauma. We're talking about generational trauma today. Oh no, everything's fine generationally. Childhood, we'll get into that later. Let's just say childhood was not my best moment. <laughs> yeah, from about one to thirty-nine, it was really rough. Um. Aren't you 40? <laughs> I thought that aren't you 40 is like like 39 years of trauma is acceptable, but wow, having just come out of it. I've just I don't know what to do with that information. Are you okay? No, I've been reading about Army Hammer and these awful things that he says to women all day. I'm not okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you want to play Batman? Is that what you want? <laughs> I will say, if I played Batman, it would be one of the most interesting performances of that role you've ever seen in your life. Um, We've I never seen also, a ginger Batman. Yeah, I will follow that up with, I would be incredibly inappropriate casting for the role of Batman, but yeah, I'd have fun with it. I'd make it my own. Whatever. I think, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, so, like it's, it's not something I'd seek out, but like me as Batman, that'd be, that, that's a, it's a choice. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine Batman but like Joker. What is with that suit? <laughs> that is a bad choice for a suit. You're closer for Batman than you are for Batman. <laughs> ba- you know, bad Batman. Batman, bad like the Pete Holmes college humor. I think it was college humor where you did all those sketches as Batman, except he was inappropriate and dumb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nice way to sell it, Phoebe. <laughs> You should watch it. It was I can't like really this conversation out now, can I? And show it to all my uh, friends. <laughs> you're neither of those. You're neither of those. Hold on. Let me just preference. You are neither of those things, but you're funny, so you could pull up humor oh, sketches. They I because you know, last week I didn't have a soul. This week I'm bad I'm a, I'm I'm, a, I'm bad and ignorant and dumb. No, 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 no. You know what? <sighs> this is something trauma. you aren't though. You know what's something you aren't? You're not a cannibal. And that's why we like you. That's actually a big plus. (laughs) Actually, to be fair, and listen, this is one of the big things about this whole Army Hammer scandal. I don't know that he's actually a cannibal. Trigger warning, trigger warning. I don't know that he's actually a cannibal. It just sounds like he took, and I'm not minimizing it. I want to be clear about this. It sounds like he took BDSM way too far to an unsafe place where none of the partners enjoyed the process. Yeah, he they they mentioned that he was doing he would groom the women he was meeting with um, by what they call love bombing. And it's yeah. like where you just really yeah. just like give an outpouring of affection to people and then you like totally use them for whatever you want or you try. Yeah. To. And then you generally cut them off from their support sources so that right. they can't reach out to anyone other than the the groomer basically so when, when i when i heard the term love bombing, i sort of thought it was like a, a like a drive-by like you like throw flowers out your window wow i love that <laughs> we should make that a thing yeah yeah <laughs> we should that actually be really awesome what you just described <laughs> is not 
not too far removed from my management style um, as a supervisor of other people at my place of work. <laughs> and I have a lot of shit to reevaluate at the moment. The, the real, the real love bombing or the fake love bombing? Which one? No, no. The well. Uh, kind of both you know I, i've i've thrown chocolates at people to let them know that they're doing a good job um i can just imagine andrew walking down the office people in their cuticles and he just throws a flower good job we love you here and just keeps throwing flowers and chocolate at people as he passes them by that's actually also not very far removed from my actual management style <laughs> i just walk down the halls and yell at people that they're doing a great job um and it makes people smile and you know when you're happy at work you're doing you do better work that's so blah 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 blah, blah. um I'm a little motivator. Don't worry about me. I'm doing fine. I don't have a soul. <laughs> uh, um, I think only for America. Uh, 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 uh. Some of these texts are like ridiculous, and I don't want to go fully into them. But like some of them involve like breaking bones and like taking ribs out of people and eating them and drinking blood. A lot of bones and like very thorough like body part. You know, what I mean, like, I want to see your your brains, and you know, what I mean, like, again, sorry, yeah. retroactive trigger warning. It, it, in a way <laughs> that, like, listen, I don't want to kink shame. I don't, I, I truly, I don't want to kink shame because for some people that might work as long as there's a safe environment or you know some safety to it or not. If that's your thing, again, this isn't this isn't necessarily about kink shaming, but <laughs> it, it is a little concerning that like. I can't put myself in the headspace of someone that would say that to anyone, let alone someone that I would like to be involved romantically with. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem like that's going to work for me <laughs> as a, you know that's what I mean? Good. That's yeah. good. Andrew. I don't, I don't <laughs> think the women on Hinge are going to respond too positively to that. We should not put that on your dating profile. No. Not a cannibal. <laughs> But I have learned that you can't message someone on Hinge, not look at Hinge for a year, pick it back up, and then message that same person and expect them to be terribly happy about it. That's that's something I have, in fact, discovered over time. You did that. <laughs> she was she was like, wait, why are you talking to me? I was like, oh, well, we had a great conversation a little while ago. She's like, where did you go? What the hell? Leave me alone. And I was like, oh, 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 I see what I did. Um, and then I moved on. Maybe, <laughs> oh, wow. To, Phoebe, I honestly credit where credit is due. I am a little dumb. <laughs> Hats off to you, madam. Uh, you you pegged me. Um, you have me pegged. You didn't. That's not different things. That's not what we're talking about. But we're not going to king shame here. Also, we're not going to king shame. We are Why not are you guys having behind my back? <laughs> don't, don't, don't peg me though. That does not sound. I don't know that I would. No, care thank for you. That. I, I, I would not care for that. I, I, I want to. All right. The, <laughs> in this text, there's one text that I really wanted to just talk about because I just found it to be very just. It's not. It is disturbing, but it's it's just very strange. He was talked about like how he I, wanted. I, listen, everything everything about this is disturbing from because yes. it, it, it's like a crocodile lurking in the water where the where the water is smooth and all of a sudden you're like wait what the fuck so yes it's disturbing but like blanket this is all disturbing keith go ahead so he said one point he wanted one of the women to cut off a toe so he could carry it around with him so he could always own a piece of her like this is like sort of the crazy shit that he said here's an idea take a photo (laughs) 
<laughs> what a crazy concept. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I can determine what's creepier, taking a photo of someone's toe and wearing it around your neck or taking the actual toe. <laughs> I think, honestly, I get it. One is much more violent than the other, but they said, like, on a scale of one to creepy, they're both full creepy. Well, here's the thing one is truly disturbing, and one is. Uh, taking someone's toe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> so the allegations start coming out um, on Instagram, uh, the world's truth platform. And uh, this is when, this is when Army Hammer has to start, you know, dropping roles. And um, he drops out of JLo's movie Shotgun Wedding and was replaced by Josh Dumel. You know, and, and Lionsgate was supportive of that move, and he thanked them for that. He also, um, more more accusers start to come out. And one of the one of the, the accusers said that he did things that she wasn't comfortable with. And she doesn't know the reason, but he convinced her that these things were okay and put her in situations that, you know, were dangerous in which she was not okay. And all these things are, are alleged because they haven't been confirmed and gone to Correct. court. Correct. But that... I, I do feel like that it's worth it's worth noting that that's a part of the discussion that gets lost a lot of times. And I think it gets lost on men quite quite often is, um, you know, when you're thinking everything is going fine, but then, you know, there can be a turn and sometimes things aren't fine. And guys, you have to be attentive to that when when there's the turn, because when things aren't fine is when shit goes south. Usually dismembering toes is the line <laughs> it's over the line should i say <laughs> honestly i have to say even the even the even like i said the, the just taking a picture of a toe and keeping it with you that's also that's also crossing a line for me that's just too weird i can't do it <laughs> well i think the the biggest issue is not that he has these weird kinks although they are questionable if they are true i i think the bigger problem is that it was done in a way where clearly they weren't using safe words and the women that he was kind of engaged with clearly weren't there for it. Right. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. The, narr- the narrative really does make it sound like they were groomed. They were coerced, you know, with yeah. love bombing, uh, which does not involve throwing flowers at people. But yeah, I mean, the issue is not necessarily like, obviously, you know, those are some, those are some out there kinks out there kinks. He's got there, but you know, if the other people are into it, you do you as long as it's safe and consensual and everybody's on the same page. But it clearly sounds like that wasn't the case and it was super predatory. Yeah. And then and then it comes to light. He has a secret second Instagram account where he can be more himself. That's never a good sign. Never a good sign. <laughs> never. Um, first of all, let's be clear. Instagram is the great the great truth teller of our times. So, you know, if you have to have two accounts, uh, uh. well, you know, there's the whole culture of Finsta. Like that's a whole thing that exists, a fake Instagram. So you have one that is your outward facing persona. And then you have a second one that you only have your friends on. You post weird things to. I've never had one, but the concept of it is sort of wild. So it's not Finsta does not involve sharks and fins. It's correct. Fake Insta. Okay. Fake Insta. So it's like a separate, like almost like a joke account where you might have oh. like 50 followers or something like that. I see. 
I don't think that's a bad thing though. Like that's fine. Like no, it's I fine. Think, it's just yeah. it lends itself I'm, in certain cases to shady yeah. stuff. Is that a red flag just raising up behind you a little bit? What? what, what what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right though. It, inherently, it's not bad. It's just it's one of those things that oftentimes when you hear about shady stuff going on, these second accounts are always somehow involved. Right. Yeah. And and like I mean. Yeah, lots of people have like, you know, like actors will have their professional account and then their personal account. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and one is usually significantly more restricted than the other. That that gets a, that gets a little creepy. You know, he boasts about uh, going to the Cayman Islands to see his family on one page on one Instagram. And then on his other Instagram, he talks about going to the Cayman Islands to fuck Miss Cayman Islands, for which for which he had to apologize to the uh, Miss Universe pageant for uh, and the and the local like paper there like he had to like do an apology to an actual miss cayman because it wasn't really her yeah he didn't yeah he didn't have relations uh, with her. the minutia of fucking up is so <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> the reality of it is not but when you get down to that little part like i'm sorry no i did not fuck miss cayman like when you have to get that granular about it it, it does it does reach a point of like absurdity but um again clearly the caimans are a safe place for him and um, his money and his generational yeah, wealth which apparently he's cut off from hence his needing to be uh according to some rumors a concierge or selling timeshares uh, yeah, it's actually around this it's at this time where he actually gets cut off and that's where the rumors come out that he's working as a concierge. Right, because he needs money. But here's the thing. It's like, if there was none of the shady stuff, you wouldn't really, you'd be like, oh, well, that's kind of rough. He's having a rough go of it and he needs to take a job selling timeshares and work in a hotel. Like Jeffrey Owens. And that would be okay. Jeffrey Owens, he had a huge, you know, outpouring of support when someone was like, look at, you remember he was on the Cosby show? Yeah. And people are posting about him working at a Trader Joe's in New Jersey. And the guy's like, look, I'm a working actor. There's ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and whoever tried to shame him for that was, it, that backfired spectacularly. Well, yeah. You know, because Jeffrey Owens, you know, isn't a weird guy who, you know, uses BDSM and cannibalism as, you know, fetishes no, he was just working at trader joe's because he needed cash which is totally understandable yeah. because like you said being an actor you don't always know when your next paycheck is coming yeah so sometimes you have to find it elsewhere and again if that was the situation and he needed a job to support his family totally fine totally cool no one would have an issue with it the problem is when you are having all these allegations come out about you and then we also hear that you're selling timeshares at the same time then it becomes a problem and also like what more positive environment do you need than a trader joe's also true i just you know there everyone there is so lovely except i will say and i apologize i am gonna go off topic for a few seconds um the uh, you know i was (laughs) i didn't i didn't bring my own bags and i had my backpack and i was like we can fit in the backpack and the lady like took my backpack and like took stuff out of it to put the bags in, and it was like my gym clothes and i was like oh please don't do that please don't do that and she kind of insisted and i was like it made me a little uncomfortable um but you know that's that's the extent of negative experiences i've had at trader joe's you know apart from some of the people online who you know, i think we've all been around people in line who you just want to send certain texts that army hammer sends to people too where you're like ah, i want to eat your bones uh, but, but he, not but in not, a sense 
not yeah. in a sexual not, way. No, no, not in a sexual way, in a violent, like, like uh, scary way. Um, as if to say, please don't put me in this line. The line starts in the door. Yeah, yeah. don't cut you know. me in line or I'll cut you. <laughs> you you like that little piggy? <laughs> Just little piggies can go to market. Triple stuff, guys. Yeah, and 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 you know, throughout this time, more and more women come forward. Um, he loses more and more work. Uh, he was supposed to be in the offer uh, that that miniseries on Paramount Plus about how The Godfather uh, was, you know, produced or whatever. And uh, interestingly enough, the wife Elizabeth Chambers, they divorce, but she kind of stays with him you know what i mean like she she does stand by him she does say that she supports victims of assault and abuse and asks for kindness and respect as she focuses on her priorities including her children and her career and then also continued with i didn't realize how much i didn't know and it's like well duh when you're doing something like that you're hiding it from the people who you love like but it makes sense um and at this point um in february of 21 now, a police investigation from the LAPD is is going. And then this is where it gets a little weird, because also around that point is when the documentary starts. There was a documentary made about um, him called House of Hammer. It's about it's it's more about the family and about him. But like, I don't I don't think that would have been triggered had, you know, the allegations not surfaced and had his career not tanked. And, you know, when it came out, people were like, oh, you know, this is sensationalizing something that was awful, something that, you know, we're trying very hard not to do on this show. But uh, how do you not know that you're sensationalizing it when you go at the outset? You know what I mean? Like, if you're interviewing all of these all of these people and these survivors, like, what what did you think you were doing? You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about shitty celebrity behavior on this show not digging into ooh, what did you do you know you know what i mean like how do you how do you not know that that's what you're about to do yeah and i think it's i think it's really kind of horrible the way that especially with streaming culture there's such an exploitation of victims and these like horrible stories being used for entertainment i mean there was that movie that came out um about gabby petito the lifetime movie um that was like they started filming it or they started shooting and working on it like very soon after it happened and like none of the families not like none of the um people involved like signed off on it or were okay with it and it was this like awful awful thing it, it came out like i don't know or the the whole thing blew up like a month ago or so and it's just it keeps happening because they're running out of content i suppose but it's pretty awful i hate i hate to be the <laughs> I hate to be sort of negative, but like, I think the media is often a reflection of what people want and people are very intrigued by these stories and cases. And as much as I do fault media for that, um, it is also like us as a society who really enjoy this. Like, well, and it, it's baked in, it's baked in, you know what I mean? Like this is this miniseries and, and docuseries about celebrities and their, you know, not their best moments that have been around <laughs> since the 70s. You know what I mean? They've been for 50 years. Hell, Joan Rivers was in her own one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> her and her daughter played her and her daughter in the, like the, the 80s or wherever it was. I mean, there was... I remember when... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> 90s trigger warning alert i remember when uh they, they did one about i think there were two uh that were on on different networks about tom arnold and roseanne they were on like while that was in process their whole you know tumultuous marriage and divorce and, and, and all of that like um it would it wouldn't surprise me if the you know John Benet Ramsey's parents were just bummed out that John Benet couldn't audition for it. Uh, that's the kind oh of people God. facing. Right? Jesus Christ, dude. That is so much. I thought I made some dark jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you see me every episode on this show drawing, doing my very best not to get canceled. I got to get one, one in there. <laughs> but no, but the parents are dead now, too. The whole family is dead. It doesn't, it's I apologize. It was are they dead? Show. Are they all dead? I didn't realize that. The mom, the mom is. I think the dad's in jail or the brother's in jail. Mm. Ugh, who cares? But yes, um, I understand what you were saying that this has been going on for a while. But the problem is now with how fast production process can go, it's, you know, it happens within such a tor- short time frame that it's like traumatizing. Isn't, isn't right. there a celebrity yeah. that is actually starring in their own story? they're like making it now or it's happening soon. I feel like there's that, like that, that is, that is starting to happen now where like they'll just play themselves. (laughs) It's like, I'll take the money. It's very (laughs) weird. But I think like, no, someone is doing it and I forget who it is. It's not Tara Reid. God, I'd watch that. I do love it. I do love it when celebrities play themselves though. I mean, I didn't see it, but I really was tempted to see the Nick Cage movie. Oh, I it's so good. It is so good. I highly, highly, highly recommend it, actually. I loved it. It's good because he's in on the joke. Well, that's it. He's it. like, he's always been like the, you know, you know, very understanding and a part of it. And he knows who he is and he doesn't care. And that's why he's great. Yeah. Like, if the worst thing he did was be shitty with money, then okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. All right. You had to sell a lot of houses because you bought too many houses like uh, all right i yeah, can, I can right. That. yeah fine now it, if it comes out that he's racist or he does shitty things to women then i'm done but like if he's just kind of like a dipshit celebrity who fucked away all of his money uh, okay you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah well wait, yeah, so who else ha- i was gonna say so house of dragon was released what in september like to compete with I mean, sorry, not House of Dragon, House of uh, Hammer. I was like, wait, was Army Hammer in that? And I just totally missed it. <laughs> well, if he would let uh, me get to the next bullet point, he had to drop out of House of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, one of the uh, people who accused him basically refused to be a part of that documentary. And then she fell as exploitative, as we were saying. And then additionally, later on, it was revealed that some of the photos that were used in the documentary were incorrect. Um, there was like a photo, fo- there was a photo of a bite mark that uh, wasn't actually something he had. It wasn't an actual bite mark of his. Like it was something he had sent to her, but it was um, a, the wrong photo. And they had to like you know, recall the photo and like redo the documentary to for I release. I still think that's wild where he's like, no, 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 that wasn't her. That was something that I sent to her. Yeah, still. <laughs> still pretty rough, course, you know? Still, still, still categories. This is like, just, can you, ima- can you imagine sending someone a photo of like a bite mark of somebody else and being like, let's do it. Like, what the fuck? Well, it was, I think it was a tattoo, I believe. You know, like when people bite they'll bite like their arm and then they'll get the 
bite mark tattooed, like of your kid or something. A lot of people do that for some reason. What? Uh, Wait, I did not know that was a thing. Who does this? Uh, there's just people get this tattoo where like it, you'll have someone bite your arm and then the tattoo artist will draw the teeth and stuff and then tattoo it on your arm. That's so bizarre. People get a lot of interesting no, I know. Tattoos. I just did not know that was like a thing. Keith. Yes. Do you have Keith. a tattoo of a bite you, mark you have a on tattoo your arm? Of a bite mark on your arm? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen you in person in like a whole few months. Yeah. Things we've, could have We've happened. also never seen your full arm. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a tattoo. I have no tattoos, believe it or not. So I don't have any either. Yeah, me neither. I thought about I it, get one. but then then I looked up what it would look like of the tattoo that I had in mind, and it doesn't look good. So I was like, oh, forget it. What was it? What was the tattoo? You gotta tell it now. Come on. I wanted to get the outline of the bear and the star from the California state flag and kind of put uh, it over my heart. Um, but it turns out that outline just looks like a blob. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't look as good as, as like you think it's going to look. Right. So like I'd actually have to get like the full bear and star. And I'm like, well, no, that just looks like I'm a communist bear. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> Even if you are There's- a communist bear, you don't want people to see it on your body. There's only There's when I go swimming. There's one photo that I love. It's an outline of two people hugging, but like the way it looks, it looks like she's like grabbing someone and like eating their ass. It looks so bad. I gotta show you, send you guys the photo. Uh, Wait, but it's very funny. Is that a tattoo or is it because it's a tattoo? tattoo. It's an outline. And it's supposed to be of two people hugging, and then like the first, the second person is sort of supposed to be like invisible. And the wedding tattoos are permanent. Yeah, they are. Indeed, they are. <sighs> Guys, let's all get tattoos. Uh, tattoos. Good lord, I'm tired. Tattoos. <laughs> let's get some tattoos of each other's faces. Um, <laughs> I gotta make dinner. Uh, so <laughs> that's pretty much where I think that's where we leave, leave off. Now that he's just being investigated, right? I think that's where. Yeah. Um, can I skip someone? No, no, no. We're there. There was a there was a lull, and then what what brought him back? There's couple things that have brought him back into the headlines now and that is uh the timeshare thing which started at the beginning of the summer and people seeing him and there's uh apparently also creating fake content kind of trolling him for it which uh, his lawyer i think would like us to feel bad for him about this and that's not about to happen um and now uh american express is suing him um because he can't pay his his amex bill I guess I guess there aren't that many timeshares uh, on the Caymans. Although apparently he's in Los Angeles now, not not the Cayman Islands. Not sure what he's doing in L.A., but that's that's what he's doing. So I guess in a what is a slow burn of allegedly bad behavior. Where do you think not his best moment landed? I mean, all those text messages are definitely his worst moment, without a doubt. Except for the one where he said he was on a scale of one to five, two point nine drunk. <laughs> that was his best moment. <laughs> Everything else wasn't, but that was. He's like, he, <laughs> I like how he's like, I had six beers, so by my advanced calculus, I'm a two point nine on a drunk to scale. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't make him sound like a South Park character. That makes him endearing. I don't want to be endeared to Army Hammer. <laughs> Uh, not since he's like I'm six one. I drink two hundred pounds. There's two of me. Ah, oh, I do want to watch the Social Network again. It is a good movie. It's a good moody fall movie. I think the other thing too is like, and I'm I'm guilty of this, but like to me, 
I'm actually very guilty of this. One sign of crazy is when um, the text conversation is like 15 of your texts <laughs> and um, and none of the other person's. <laughs> And that is like, if you read it, it's like, blah, 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 it's all, it's all him. And the girls, these poor girls are trying to like brush him off on text. Like, Oh, haha. Like there is one thing where he says, this isn't graphic. So I'll, I'll paraphrase this one where he's like, you are, you're mine. You are M I N E. I want you to say it out loud. And she just responds. Okay. I'm yours. I belong to you. You know, like you can, you can hear the like tired in just in the way that she wrote it it was just like i'm yours i belong to you fuck how did i get into this fuck how did i get into this you know 30 more gross texts from army hammer you know you're my property gross right yep i'm your property i'm your you know what i mean like (laughs) they're just kind of like humoring him because they clearly they they're like i don't want to be in this conversation though let's see what he has to say now probably with their friends like ew army hammer i don't think he's bouncing back from this ever no. You know what I mean? In terms of a Hollywood career. I, I will say that there's, I mean, I'm not trying to defend behavior, but uh, there is a, there is some talk from his lawyers saying that like some of these, there was messages from women after the fact about like they wanted to meet back up with him. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, these are all alleged of course, and I don't know how true this is. It could be a fabrication for all I know, but uh, well, you know, because that that is the the main defense that his lawyers are saying is that it was all consensual. Uh, you know what I mean? And then, but the the women by the women's accounts, they agree with that to a point. But there was a point where it no longer became consensual, and then it continued. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that really is is the line. And I think that's I can. It's not hard for me at all to see how he can't understand or see that. Yeah, you know he I mean? he thinks it's all it's all chill, it's all cool. He doesn't see any problem with it. Yeah, um, like which is the problem in and of itself. Yeah, well, yeah, like you uh, you have to realize, yes, it can be fine when you initiate, but like at any point after that, if it goes too far, it can become no longer fine and okay, and you have to be paying attention to somebody to understand that and to read those signals especially in like especially in a heightened situation like bdsm or like kinks and things like that well and this is where i think low self-esteem really does you know serve people well Because I constantly think people are mad at me or hate me. So, you know, like, I'm also, I'm also frankly, an incredibly attentive lover. Because uh, I just want to <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not, I'm not doing it bad. And, and then, you know, everyone's happy and having a good time. I'm a also, character. Put that on the Tinder profile. Put that on also, the Tinder profile. <laughs> not to mention the fact that we're going to attach Andrew's Hinge profile at the bottom of this page. <laughs> like and subscribe. And also Andrew's Hinge Listen. profiles below. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Andrew's hype man. The guy's funny. He cooks really great meals. He's an attentive lover. So right here, he gets pegged by Phoebe. Uh, what is not to like? No. I don't like hearing it from you. I don't like hearing it from you at all. God damn. He's an attentive lover. <laughs> I think this is the end of the Army Hammer saga. And if we hear more about this, we will obviously update the audience. We might come out with another episode. So, guys, this has been Not Your Best Moment. Thank you so much for listening to us. I am Keith Skopinich. 
with my co-hosts Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and in. 